to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We sit right down and talk a while. Talk a while about the things we Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975 at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Ephesians 4, beginning with verse number 11. We're talking about being a bold witness to that, being a bold witness for the Lord, speaking the word of God boldly to everyone you see. Does any of you have any problems with that? Now, if you be truthful, you might have problems out in those quads speaking boldly to certain individuals. Of course, we want to speak to them in the spirit and we want to speak to them as God leads us to speak to individuals. But we need to know that we need to speak boldly to those individuals that need to hear the gospel. We must become bold witnesses for Jesus Christ. Now look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse number 11. It says, And he gave some to be apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. In this chapel here, and in this congregation of saints, there has been some given to be pastors, and some given to be teachers. And I believe some has even been given to be evangelists and some has even been given to be prophets and some apostles, some that are sent forth with the gospel of Jesus Christ, some sent ones, amen? You have pastors and teachers here and I believe that every one of you should acknowledge this if you're not. And it goes on to say here in verse 12 that these pastors and teachers are given for what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the perfecting of the saints. Who are the saints? Well, we're all saints, but you're the saints. You are the congregation of saints out there, and God has given you pastors and teachers for your perfecting. Are you with me? Say amen on that. Glory to God. For your perfecting. These pastors and teachers have been given for your perfecting. The perfecting of the saints. Then the last part that I want to read in this verse, it says, for the work of the ministry for the work of the ministry that reads like this that pastors and teachers have been given for the perfecting of the congregation of the saints for the work of the ministry you understand that so that the saints can go out and do the work of the ministry it doesn't say the pastors are to go out and do all the work of the ministry no but the saints are to go forth and do the work of the ministry. See, pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets and apostles are called to different things, amen? They're called for the perfecting of the saints so that all the saints can go everywhere and do the work of the ministry. For the work of the ministry. I hear people say, I heard it said this week in one of the classes that, well, I don't see the pastors out there doing it. I don't see the elders out there witnessing. Why should I go out there and witness? Well, the elders are spending 8 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours over here at the chapel or over in studies to perfect you so that you can go out and do it. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. You need to be out there witnessing, brothers. That's where you need to be. But you say, oh, Charles, I'm just a little afraid to do that. Well, that's where you need to learn how to speak boldly in the Word of God. We're to perfect you and to teach you in the Word so that you will go forth and speak boldly. So it's my purpose here tonight in this sermon to encourage you and to edify you to go forth and speak boldly the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone that you see. We must speak boldly. It says, for the perfecting of the saints. The saints. That word saints means holy and separated unto God. The holy ones. The ones that are separated unto God. It means the believers. You're the believers, aren't you? You're the saints. The ones that have been separated unto God. We are to perfect so that the saints can go forth with the gospel. Go into all the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The saints. The perfecting of the saints. And these saints are the righteous ones. 
You're the righteous ones. You've been made right with God. And these righteous ones are to go forth and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ boldly. Matter of fact, over in Proverbs 28.1, it says that the righteous are to be bold as a lion. The righteous are to be bold as a lion. You hear that? Bold as a lion. A lion, how is a lion? A lion has always been known to be very courageous. It's the king of the jungle. Big jungle out there, amen? Here we are going out as a lion, bold as a lion. Not, as a, not, not a lion, but bold as a lion. Going out and ministering the gospel in full courage, in confidence, fearless, daring. You hear those words? Daring to go out and preach the gospel. Fearlessly preaching the gospel with courage and confidence that what we have to say is going to set that person free. Having courage. The saints are to speak boldly. Now this word bold in the Greek, listen to this. The word bold in the Greek language is a word called parousia. It's P-A-R-R-E-S-I-A. Maybe that's not pronounced right, but it's parousia. Close enough. And here's what it means. Here's what it means. Bold means outspokenness. Outspokenness. It means frankness. It means openness to public. In other words, boldness means to speak in frankness, openness to public and outspokenness. So when you say you're going to be bold, it means you're going to go forth and speak. Amen. Speak the gospel. You're going to go forth and proclaim the gospel. Now, I think if we all were to examine our life, we fail in those areas. We need to proclaim the gospel more out in the quads than we do. And it's because we're lacking in confidence to do it. We're lacking in courage to do it. We have some kind of fear wrapped around our neck that we're going to be rejected or put down. And we're just not going out and being daring and bold like a lion. But I want you to know, if you're the righteous one, the saints of God, you can go out and be confident and fearless and courageous and daring in proclaiming the gospel. And God's going to back your play. Amen. I'm talking about walking in the spirit. Walking in the Spirit, I'm not going, I'm ta talking about going up to the chow hall or something and all of a sudden reaching over there and start pushing a gospel down somebody's throat. I'm talking about walking in the Spirit, letting God lead you to the right people to witness to, and then be confident that you are a righteous one, bold as a lion, and have courage, and that you're fearless, and that glory to God, you're daring in the sight of that person to minister and to proclaim him the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many of you lack in that? We all lack in that. We need to grow in that. We need to recognize the problem, in other words, okay? We have a problem. We're not being confident. We're not being courageous. We're not being daring. And we're not being fearless. That's the problem, amen? How are we going to overcome that problem? We're going to overcome it by Jesus, amen? And learning who we are in Jesus Christ. In other words, what right... Do we have to speak boldly in Christ? What right do we have? Amen. What right do we have? Well, the first thing that we need to look at is this. Is what we have in Christ. What we actually have right now in Christ. Do you realize what has taken place in our life? In our spirit, do you realize what has been taking place? What has taken place? Your spirit was once dead in, in, in sin. Sold out to the devil. Now your spirit has taken on the word of God. You've been born to that word. That word, that seed has been planted in your, in your spirit and you have been born again. Jesus says in John 6, 63, that his word is spirit and life. Brother, you have spirit and life down here in your spirit. Amen. Spirit and life. You have the word of God down there. Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. It's in you. You have the spirit. You have the Holy Ghost. You have life inside of you. You've been born again. What you have in Christ, you have life. First John 5, 12 says that you have life inside of you. 
You can know that you have eternal life, matter of fact. How many of you know that? Life inside of you. You've got that life and now you've got it to give. You've got that word inside of you and you've got it to give. Amen. What do you have in Christ, first of all? Well, you have liberty in Christ. Liberty. 2 Corinthians 3. Verse number 17 says this, Now the, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You've got life and liberty inside of you. In other words, you're free from the bondage of Satan. Free from the bondage of fear. Free from the bondage of non-courageousness. Free from the bondage of non-confidence. Amen? Free from the bondage of any kind of attack to the devil that would try to come and put all that garbage on your mind. You can be free from it if you'll just acknowledge your freedom in Christ. In other words, you've got to know what you got. You've got life. You've got liberty. You've got the Word. You've got the seed of God down inside of you. Brother, you've got peace in there. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives unto you, but peace I give unto you. Amen? John 14, 27. 1 Corinthians 1.30 tells you this. That's not enough that you have. It says, but of him are you in Christ, Jesus. Who of God is made unto us. Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. You have wisdom inside of you. You have righteousness inside of you having the Holy Ghost in there. Having right standing with God inside of you. What else do you have in there according to the scripture? You have sanctification and redemption. Brother, you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You've been set free. You've been given life. You've been given the Word of God. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Brother, you've got power inside of you. Amen? Power, actual power. You're sons of the living God, John 1.12 says, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. That word power is authority, which means legal right. You have the legal right to be a son of a God, to be a son of God. Brother, when you go out there in the jungle as a lion, you need to know what you got. You need to know what we have in Christ. Now, what have I said? We said we have the Word, amen? We have life. We have the Holy Ghost. We have liberty. We have peace. We have power. We have redemption. We have sanctification, glory to God, amen? We are sons of the living God, and now we can walk out there in our authority and know what we have in Christ and know that we don't have to go for all that Garbage that the devil tries to put, us, put on our mind to quench that from coming out and giving it to somebody else. Amen? What do you got to give? Got life to give. Who would try to keep you from giving it? Satan. He would try to keep you from getting it. So, okay, we know what we got in our spirit, don't we? What do you got in your mind? What do you got in your mind? Have you got fear in your mind? Have you got all kinds of garbage thinking in your mind's fear? Boy, I can't go talk to that person. He'll just laugh at me. What have you got in your mind? To keep you from letting that which you have to give in Christ inside of you, outside of you, and actually beginning to speak out of your mouth. What have you got in your mind? See, it's your mind that's stopping that which you have to give from coming out. Can you see that? The way you think. The way you think. In other words, Satan coming in and putting some kind of little imagination on you that you're not casting down and you're going for it and it's overcoming that life that's inside of you and keeping it from coming out of your mouth. Is that true or is that false? In other words, there's always a little demon there sitting on your shoulder talking to you and saying, man, don't go out and witness. You're going to be a big fool. Amen? Amen? Little demons sitting there. And those is what we have to overcome. How do we overcome? Knowing what we have to give in Christ. Number two, we need to know who we are in Christ. 
need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. One, we need to know what we got in here. And second, we need to know who we are. Who are we? Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, Behold, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Brother, we're new creations. Second Corinthians 5, 21 says, But as many as receive him. No, it doesn't. It says, For Christ was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Brother, we're not only new creations, but we have right standing with God. That's good to know, isn't it? That's what you sung about tonight. I'm a new creation. I've been born again. Old things have passed away, right? I'm a brand new man, more than conqueror, set free from sin. Amen? Made the righteousness of God in Christ. You're singing about it even. That's who you are in Christ Jesus. You need to know who you are and have it firmly implanted in your thinking who you are and what you got inside of you. But if the devil comes to you and tries to lie to you and says you can't do this or you hadn't got that to give, amen, you'll be able to stand right into his face and say in the name of Jesus, Satan, I'm a new creation. I've been born again. Glory to God. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been set free from sin. I've been set free from you too. So therefore, in the name of Jesus, get out of my life. I'm going to go and deliver this life that I have to give to someone else. Amen. Amen. In other words, you have to get tough with him. Also in Colossians 1, it says this, 1.13, God hath delivered us from the power of darkness. We've been delivered from that hellhole, those demons, bondage, Satan, death, sin. We've been delivered from it. God has delivered us from it. And he hath translated us in the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption by his blood. Amen. Been delivered out of darkness and translated or transferred from darkness into the light. We have light inside of us. Woo! That's good to know, isn't it? Satan comes up and tries to come down on you like that. You look down on him and say, hey, get down there in your place right now in the name of Jesus. You're under my feet. Amen. Ephesians 2, 6 tells us that we've been translated up into the heavenly places. Amen. We have power over that devil in Jesus' name. Because we're in Christ and he has been made to set above every name that is named in the heavenly places. Amen. Sitting in the heavenly places. We're his body. Glory to God. Romans 8. Speaking on who we are in Christ. So when that devil tries to come and tell us what we can't do, we'll tell him what we can do because of who we are. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we're children of God, and of children then heirs, join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified together. Brother, we have been made children of the children of God, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ Jesus. Join heirs with Christ. Brother, we're seated in the heavenly places with Christ, sons of God. John 15, 1 you don't have to turn to it. He says, I'm the vine. You're the branches. We're branches of Jesus Christ. We have that life flow of Jesus flowing right inside of us. Romans 8, 37 says, Nay, in all these things, we're more than a conqueror. We're more than a conqueror. Not only a conqueror because of Jesus' resurrection, but we're more than a conqueror. Seated in the heavenly places. Abundant life. Glory to God. Amen. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17 says, Know ye not that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then a scripture that I want to turn you on to quickly is in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 6, 16 says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. 
Brother, you have been made a son of God. You are a saint of God seated in the heavenly places. You're a new creation. Glory to God. You're made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been translated out of darkness and seated up into the heavenly places of the kingdom of his dear son. You have been made a joint heir in Christ Jesus. You are the branch of the vine. Glory to God. You can go on and on and on. You've been given divine nature. You've been given life. You've been given all these things so that now you can go out and give it to somebody else. you got to know you got it. got to know what you got and then what you can do. Thirdly, what you can do because of what you got. Word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things, amen. I can go forth and witness the gospel of Jesus Christ because I have it inside of me to give. And because I've been made a new creation, word also tells me I've been made an ambassador of the gospel of Jesus Christ, ministering the word of reconciliation, reconciling the world to God through the person of Jesus Christ, amen. Got a message to tell. Go out and tell them about the life in Jesus Christ. That they're a sinner and that they need to be saved through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ by faith, believing in it. Amen? Explaining to them the gospel of Jesus Christ because you have confidence and courage in your daring, in your actions. You're fearless. You don't care what they might think. Don't care what the devil might think. You're going to go forth with the gospel and be daring, knowing that you can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens you. In the book of Mark, a couple of scriptures that I'd like to turn you and you guys on to. Over in Mark 9, talking about what we can do in Christ because of who we are. Mark 9, 23 says this. Jesus said unto them, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believeth. Not only believe that you're saved, believe and know that you have life inside of you. Believe and know that you're a new creation, brother. And to the degree that you believe and know that is to the degree that you can go forth and do all things. Amen. Glory to God. Then in 10, 27 there, and Jesus looking upon them, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Brother, you're with God. You're with God seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now you can do all things. The word over in the end of Mark here, he kind of summed it up in the end here. Or somebody did. Over here in Mark 16, 17, it says this. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Are you a believer tonight? Do you believe that you have life inside of you? Do you know what you have in Christ? Do you believe that you have life inside of you? Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you believe that you're a son of God? Join heir with Christ Jesus? Do you believe that? Do you really believe it? It says, well, then, them that believe here, signs shall follow them that believe in my name, in the name of Jesus. Are you in the name of Jesus tonight? Are you in Jesus tonight? Are you in the heavenly places in Christ tonight as sons of God? Are you resurrected with him? You've been made a new creation, righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, seated in the heavenly places looking down on Satan. Brother, you're in his name, amen. In his name, in his power, what shall you do? Cast out devils, amen. In his name, faith in his name, you shall speak with new tongues. In his name. Take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you, and you shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. Them that believe, amen, them that believe that they have life inside of them to give, liberty inside of them to give, plucking people out of the fire with that liberty and power that you know that you have without a doubt. Knowing who you are in Christ Jesus, knowing you're a new creation, knowing you're an ambassador, knowing that you're a saint. You've got to know all this and believe all this and have faith in all this before you can go out and do the work of the ministry. If you're lagging behind a little bit and not going out and doing the work of the ministry and trying to put it off on all your pastors and everything, if you're doing that, it's just because you don't know who you are in Christ. You don't know what you have to give. Know what you have to give. Then know who you are to give it. And then know what you can go out and do. Amen. Because of who you are and what you got to give. You got life to give to people. This is the way Jesus walked. 
This is the way Jesus walked. He gave life. He knew who he was. He knew the relationship that he had with the Father. He knew where he come from. Amen. He knew where he was going. Glory to God. Amen. He knew who he was. He had a relationship with the Father by faith. Amen. He knew he had life inside of him. Turn with me over to John chapter 7 now. See, knowing all this and who you are in Christ and what you have and what you can do because you know what you have causes you to have boldness. Does that make sense? All this that I've just said to you, trying to build up and edify you and perfect you to know who you are in Christ and what you have will cause you to go forth with boldness. Amen? It says here in John 7.26, Jesus had been going around ministering. And in John 7, 26, here's what they were saying about Jesus. Here's what they were seeing out of Jesus. They said, but lo, he speaketh boldly. They could see that he speak, spoke boldly. And then it says, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? Said he spoke boldly. Jesus was speaking the word of God. Down in verse number 28, it says, Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught. What was he speaking? He says, You both know me, and you know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. Did Jesus know who he was? Did he know what he had? Did he know what he could do? He sure did, didn't he? Now, if you want to be effective as a son of God and a saint of God, you need to know who you are and what you got to give and what you can do. Amen. And it goes on to say, but I know him for I am from him and he has sent me. <laughs> Jesus knew there. He says, I'm from him. Can you say that tonight? I'm from God. Well, brother, you are. You're a son of God. And it says, and he has sent me, say that, and he has sent me. Brother, when you go out in those quads, you go out there and you believe and know and let other people know that you're from God. You're a son of God and he has sent you. First John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. First John 4, 17, if you want to mark that. As he is, so are we in this world. Brother, when Jesus walked around, here's what he was saying. I don't expect you to write all this down, but here's what he was saying. He said, I am the Messiah. That was his confession. That's how he spoke in John 4, 26. He said, I'm the bread of life in John 6, 35. He said, I'm from above. In John 8, 23. Brother, I can say that right now. I'm above, amen? I'm from above. I'm not down in that below world anymore, amen? I'm translated and said it above. He says, if any of you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, amen? Jesus, here's what he was saying. He says, I'm from Abraham. Boy, that really threw him for a loop there. He was speaking boldly in John 8, 58. He says, I'm the light of the world in John 9, 5. I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, I'm the door, John 10, 9. Brother, you're going out there with Jesus and you're showing them the door, amen? You say, here's the door right here. It's Christ, amen? All you got to do is... Get on to that death. Get on to that resurrection. Glory to God and go through the door. Amen. Come to Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. John 10, 14. I am the son of God. John 10, 36. Jesus was speaking boldly. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life as Lance preached about last week. Jesus was speaking boldly. John eleven twenty five. 25. I am the Lord and master. John 13, 3. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 7. Jesus spoke boldly. He knew who he was. Amen? 
He says, I'm the true vine, John 15, 1. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, Revelation 1, 8. I am the last, first, and the last, Revelation 1, 17. He knew who he was. Do you know who you are here tonight? Say, I'm a new creation. I've been born again. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. I am a son of God. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am redeemed. I am sanctified. I am wisdom. Hallelujah. So you're all that. You can go on and on. I have divine life. See? Yeah. So you're all that. We need to begin to walk as he walked in this world and begin to know who we are, know what we got inside of us so that we'll know what we can do. So you can't go forth and do a thing for Jesus unless, first of all, you know who you are to do it and you know what you got inside of you to do it. Like trying to go out and fix a car. If you don't know you're a mechanic or at least think you're a mechanic, you're not going to fix that car. Amen? Like trying to go out and work with a welding rig. You know? Thinking you're a welder. Well, brother, unless you know you're a welder, amen, and know that you got the training inside of you, brother, you're not going to be able to weld a lick. Brother, you got to go to school, learn how who you are and what you got to go out and do what you need to be doing. And if we're going to go out and speak boldly, first of all, we got to learn who we are in Christ, what we got inside of us to do it, amen? And then go out and do it. Glory to God, go out and begin to speak. Well, they, see, this is what the apostles were doing. Turn with me over to Acts, if you would. You'll remember when they got saved in Acts 2. The Holy Spirit came down, glory to God. Peter went forth preaching the gospel, preaching the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We heard that 3,000 people got saved in chapter 2. Chapter 3, they walked into the temple, laid hands on the sick. They rose because they knew what had happened to them, amen? They had just got through preaching what had happened to them. And because of that, the power of God was operating in their lives. 5,000 people got saved because of that healing. Then the people didn't like that very much. In Acts chapter 4, verse number 13, it says this, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Brother, when they saw Peter preaching like he was preaching, and when they saw him walking to the temple like he was walking, and when they saw him laid hands on the sick, and they got healed, and when they jacked him up, and it didn't do any good to jack him up, he just kept preaching, they saw the boldness of Peter, amen? Saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. And marveled, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Are people taking knowledge of you that you've been with Jesus? Do people see you as being close to Jesus? Over in verse number 29, after they got a little persecution put on, they went in there and prayed. In verse number 29, it says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. They were praying about their persecution. And grant to us, thy servants, that with all boldness that we may speak thy word. Brother, they were speaking the word with boldness and they got persecuted for it and then they went in and prayed that they could receive more boldness so they could preach it a little bit greater. Isn't that good? That's good, isn't it? Prayed for boldness. It says here they prayed with all boldness that they may speak thy word. Why do you want to be bold? So that you can speak the word of God. And when you speak the word of God and make people know, make people knowledgeable that healing and salvation is for today, then because of their faith and because of your faith, you can stretch forth your holy, their holy hands like this by stretching forth thy hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child. Then it goes on to say here, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Brother, their prayer was answered. 
they begin to speak the word of God with boldness. Speaking the word of God with boldness. Then over in 9, chapter 9 of Acts, verse 27, to show you a few scriptures here on boldness in Acts, 9, 27, says, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, this is Paul they're talking about, and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way after he got saved, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of the Lord. And he was with them, coming in and going out at Jerusalem, and he spake boldly in the name of the Lord, and disputed against the Grecians, but they went about to slay him. See, when you speak boldly, you've got to be ready for persecution. Amen? You've got to be ready for some persecution. But see, Paul had just got saved, and you know what? He knew he was saved. He knew he had life inside of him. Amen? I believe Paul knew a great deal already in just that short period of time. I believe he knew that he had got saved. I believe he knew Jesus because he had seen him in a vision. Amen? I believe he knew and had faith to go forth and preach the gospel because he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was on the right track. He was courageous, he was confident, he was fearless, and he was daring. Amen? He went forth and preached the word of God with boldness. Then in chapter 13 of Acts, verse number 46, this is what it says. Then Paul and Barnabas, they were wax bold. I believe that word wax bold means that they were confident in spirit. They had confidence. They were waxed bold. And it says, and they said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. See how boldness and speaking the word in public goes together? Do you see that? See, our need is boldness. Boldness to speak the word of God. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. See, men oppose the gospel. They oppose your bold speaking, but that doesn't mean that you stop speaking boldly. And you speak boldly the word of the living God. Then in chapter 14, just down a few verses, 14.3, it says, Long time therefore aboard a Abode they speaking boldly. Again, speaking boldly. Speaking boldly. And then it says, In the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of His grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. What were they speaking? They were speaking boldly the word of His grace upon all mankind. He was speaking about the death of the burial and the resurrection and men were believing it and signs and wonders were taking place. They were speaking the word of God boldly. Then in 19.8 of the book of Acts. It says, And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Brother, he was telling them how to get to the kingdom of God. Amen. He was telling them about the kingdom of God. It could be inside of them if they had just received Jesus. Then it goes on here in 28, the last chapter of the book of Acts. Preaching boldly to the end. Amen. Even though he lived longer than 31 verses, he was still <laughs> preaching boldly. Amen. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concerned the Lord Jesus Christ with confidence, no man forbidding him. He's still going with confidence, amen? Speaking boldly. Paul, speaking boldly the word of the living God. Brother, it had happened down inside of them, amen? They knew that they had the word down inside of them, but now the trick was to get it to come out of their mouth. Brother, it's a long ways from your spirit to your body. Man is made up of spirit, soul, and body. 
The devil, what he attacks is your body and tries to put sickness on it. He attacks your mind and tries to make you think that you're a weak little namby-pamby Christian without any life, almost dead, and waiting to go to heaven. Amen? That's what he tries to get you to think. But brother, you got life and liberty inside of you. You got power and abundance inside of you. You got ability inside of you. You're a son of God, an ambassador of God, a king's kid, and now you need to go forth with the word of God and not let him persuade you not to go. You understand what I'm talking about? See, he attacks your mind and your emotions and, and, and your will and tries to get you to do his will. Satan attacks you and tries to get you to do garbage instead of goodness of God. Amen. He tries to get you to program your mind with his thoughts instead of God's thoughts. He tries to get you to look on the things of his instead of looking on the things of God. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, that's not all the scripture. I got some more here for you, just a second, if you'll bear with me. There was other men in the Bible with boldness in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 7, 4. These scriptures that I'm giving you tonight, you should take home and read them. Read them in context. Now, what they're talking about. In 2 Corinthians 7, 4, I'm just going to give you some scriptures here quickly. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. There you go again, boldness and speech together. Speaking boldly. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all tribulations. <laughs> Brother, I tell you, he had the joy of the Lord down in his spirit. Glory to God. And he was joyful on the outside. He was bold on the outside. And no demon in hell was overcoming Paul's thinking. He was casting down every imagination and every high thing that would try to come and tell him to stop witnessing. Casting down every thought. Every time a demon came along, tried to put persecution on him, tried to put whippings on him, tried to put stones on him, and tried to put shipwrecks on him, he was casting them away in the name of Jesus and moving out with the gospel of Jesus Christ and not letting anybody stop him. Didn't care what anybody said. He was bold. In chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, verse number 1, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you, by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Brother, he was bold in confidence. Paul was the most bold person, I believe, that you'll read about in the pages of this Bible here. In 11.21, Paul writes again, I speak as concerning reproach as though we have seen, had been weak. Howbeit, whereinsoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. And then he goes and talks about all the shipwrecks, the death, the prison, the pearls, the swords, and all kinds of, of uh, thorns of the flesh, the great infirmities and tribulations that were put upon him. And he said, praise God, God's grace is sufficient, glory to God. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Glory to God, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, his life in Christ, his resurrected victory, him in the heavenly places. Him being a new creation, him being made the righteousness of God in Christ, knowing that he could do all things, was enough. God's grace was enough Amen. to take him through anything, glory to God, and he could be bold in it all. Amen? Nothing could stop him. More than a conqueror. In Ephesians 3, 11, Paul says, According to the eternal purpose which... He proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. By faith in Jesus Christ, brother, we have confidence. Amen. We have boldness to go forth and proclaim the gospel. Nothing stopping us whatsoever. Entirely. And it comes entirely, brother, from Christ. It don't come from you. It comes from Jesus. It's in Christ, it says here. Ephesians 6, 19, after Paul prayed to put on the full armor of God, <laughs> amen, you notice there that he talks about putting on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 to 17 before he says to pray, amen. 
You need to know you're in the name of Jesus and in the heavenly places, armored up in God in the heavenly places, and then begin your prayer. Amen. Then you got the authority to put the devil down. Know you got it by faith. God answers prayers of faith. Goes on to say there, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly. You know, we should be praying for one another that we'll begin to speak boldly the word of God in this institution. The number one lacking as I sit in the ministry right now is getting the gospel in the yard. Getting the gospel on the yard. Beginning to minister. Praise God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that God raises up men in the congregation sitting here right now in Jesus' name that's going to be strong and minister the gospel out there on that yard and train men to minister the same. I pray right now in Jesus' name. I believe it's going to happen. You agree with me? Hallelujah. Men are going to be bold with the gospel and go forth on the yard with the gospel. Because we need to speak boldly in the name of Jesus. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul says that he wants to speak boldly as he ought to. Amen. Say that. Say I ought to speak boldly. And I'm going to speak boldly from this day. Glory to God. In 1 Thessalonians. Two, two. I know some of you are writing these down tonight, and I appreciate that. First Thessalonians 2.2. 2. But even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated. See, he suffered before. He was shamefully entreated. As you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. They were bold to speak the gospel of God with much contention. Glory to God. It'll be bold that way. Make that man a make that man an outreach representative right now. Praise God. After saying amen to that. <laughs> Praise God. In 1 Timothy 3 13 says this. A few more scriptures here I want to leave you with tonight so that you can do some personal study. 1 Timothy 3 13. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. The faith that you have in Christ Jesus brings forth boldness in your life. Next, Hebrews 4.13. Hebrews 4.16. Excuse me, it's 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of help. Brothers, we need to be bold in prayer. We need to know that we can enter into the throne room of God with our prayers and that he hears our prayers. Amen? Because we have faith in where we sit with Christ. Amen? In the heavenly places. In Hebrews 10, 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, we now can enter into the Holy of Holies to pray to God. Amen? Glory to God. Don't have to go through no priest except Jesus, the great high priest. Amen? Amen. And he took us with him. Glory to God. Sit there, agree with him, agree with his word, praise God, and let it be effectual in your life. Glory to God. Then in Hebrews 13, 6. This is what he says we can do. In verse 5, it says, Let your conversation, your manner of life, brother, this is the way your life should be. Look at this. Let your manner of life be without contentiousness or covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, say this, I will never leave thee Say it loud. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, now I want you to boldly say this right here, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Now say it like you mean it. Say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. 
Glory to God. Kick that fear out of your mind. Become confident. Become courageous. Become daring. Become fearless. Glory to God. And go forth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then one last scripture in 1 John 1, 4, 17. We need to walk boldly in love, the love of God. Glory to God. That's what we're delivering to mankind, the love of God. 1 John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may be, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Brother, you can have boldness not only here on earth, but in the day of judgment, you can stand there boldly, glory to God, because you have known that you have been just like he is on this earth. Amen. As he is, so are we on this earth. Let's stand up right now. Glory to God. Let's sing that song again, Lance. I'm a new creation. Glory to God. We got to end the service a little shorter tonight. I hope you learned some things. We need to go forth in boldness. We need to know three things. We need to know who we are in Christ. Amen. We need to know what we got inside of us here. And we also need to know that we got a message to tell. We've got life to give. Got life to give to a world that is lost. Praise God. And we're going to begin to give it like we have never been given it before. Amen. We're going to sing that song, I'm a new creation. Glory to God. Well, glory to God. Gee, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. All things have passed away. I've been born again. More than a Are you one? I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. All things have passed away. I've been born again. More than conqueror. That's who I am. Hallelujah. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Now sing it again like you mean it. I'm a new creation. You can even dance a little. Brand new man. All things have passed away. I've been born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. Glory. Yeah, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things have passed away. I've been born again. Made the righteousness of God. Set free from sin. Hallelujah. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Do you know who you are in Christ tonight? How many new creations we got out here? How many of you have life? How many have liberty? How many have peace? How many have peace like a river? How many have joy inside of them? How many are going to begin to speak the, the gospel of Jesus Christ boldly? Boldly. Going to speak it boldly, glory to God. Going to learn how to speak it boldly. If you're not in a class right now to learn how to witness, you need to get in a class. You need to get in the Sunday afternoon class on how to share your salvation. Learn how to share your salvation. You need to begin to get on your knees before God and pray for boldness that he might give you power to speak his word, glory to God, that you might stretch forth your hands to heal. Not only get people saved, get people healed, get people full of the Holy Ghost, get people going forth for the gospel and all these quads. Amen. Right now I see a weak link. A weak, a weak uh, link in the chain out to those men out there in the quads. Amen. We got to get that chain all strong. And we'll go out there with that chain and we'll tie up the devil. Amen. We'll chain him up. Amen. 
and rescue those guys that are sold out to the devil. But you're not going to do it unless you go out there equipped. Amen? You know that scripture here in Ephesians, just stand there and just say, just listen to this. You got to get equipped to go forth. It says here, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That word perfecting there means to equip the saints, to equip them. You got to get perfected and equipped. In other words, you got to get the proper equipment to go out and minister the gospel. You got to get equipped to go and minister the gospel. It said, for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Glory to God. Brother, we get equipped and we come into the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ until we come into the fullness of the statue of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we go forth and minister the gospel in boldness, the, mold, the boldness of Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world. Amen. We're his body. Amen. You're his body. I'm his body. We're all made up parts of his body. You're a part of his body. See, we all need to examine ourselves right now. Is one part of his body being weak in some area? Is one of his fingers right now not doing the work that it should be doing? Is one of his little toes not doing the, the work that it should do? Is one of his feet not doing what it should do? Maybe his kneecap is not quite doing what it should do. Amen? Maybe one of the arms is not doing what it should do. If you're not doing what it should do, I just want you to bow your head right now. All of you right now, just bow your head. Say, Father, reveal to me if I'm one of those that's not doing what I should be doing. I ask that you speak to me. Reveal to me the area in my life that I need for you to work on. I ask that you work on me, Father. I ask that you use the pastors and the teachers through preaching your word to equip me. I surrender myself to be equipped and perfected so that I can go and work in the ministry and bring men to you, Father. I know I'm an ambassador and I have failed in certain ways. But I'm going to stop failing. And I'm going to get to work, Father. I commit my life to you. And I know it's a work of the ministry. It's a work of the ministry. It's a hard work. And I need to be a worker. And I'm going to be a workhorse. And I'm going to get to work right now, Father. I commit my life to you. To get to work. In your word. To get to work, being equipped so that I can go forth and minister the gospel to those that are lost. Amen. Praise God. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited what he's done in your life, what he's done in my life. And I'm excited what he's going to do in the lives of those that are out in the quads. See, I've been here a long time. I just didn't arrive yesterday. I was here for three years before I was even saved. But I've been seeing this ministry growing. I've been seeing it perfected. And it's better now than it's ever been. And it can get better if we'll begin to join together and begin to go in a unified direction. So it's the unity of the Spirit. See? See, we need to go in a unified direction. Get involved in the ministry that is here. This ministry here at this chapel, it's your ministry. The outreach ministry that, that, that is set up and working so effectual right now is yours. It's yours. You're a part of it.
Amen. And you have a responsibility to get equipped so that you can go with the gospel. Do it, my brothers, okay? Will you do that? Examine your life and see how you're not getting equipped. Begin to equip yourself and then go and get somebody else and get them equipped. Amen? If you finish the outreach program, go out there in those quads and find you some brother that's not doing anything. Bring him over here and grab him by the arm and come over here and help him learn how to witness. How many's went through the outreach ministry and got a certificate? Go out and grab your brother and bring him over here on Sunday afternoon and get him equipped to minister the gospel. If some of you in here tonight haven't went through that program yet to learn how to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ, get in here and go through it. You go through it and then you go out and teach somebody else how to go through it and learn how to minister the gospel. Brother, you got to get equipped. There's no use going out there and sitting down on the yard not having anything to say. You got to know you're saved. You got to know you got life. You got to know who you are and then you got to go out there and apply it. Amen. Father, we thank you for this service tonight. We thank you, Father, for the inspiration that you've been to us, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word that shows us and teaches us, Father, about all things. We thank you, Father, for the ability that you've given us through your power, through the power and the action of the Holy Ghost.